Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Twitch.tv forward slash Ice Cream Bloods. How the devil are you doing? Welcome to The Scoop, where we talk about games like Pokemon all the time. We haven't spoken about Pokemon <laughs> for ages, but we actually are leading the show with a Pokemon story today. More on that in a little bit. How are you all doing? Welcome to Twitch.tv forward slash Ice Cream Bloods. My name is Graham D. I'm joined by this man, the man that we call Bibi. I'll read Bib. No. No, you, look, not you look pretty peaceful and cool there. You like like you've just climbed out of a box of ice. Everything so cool and peaceful there, babe. Far from it. <laughs> it's fucking hot. Like it's a, I hear it says it's twenty seven degrees in Newton. It might be outside, but it's fucking warmer in here. I'm telling you that now. I mean, I look at mine and it just goes fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, the thermometer has melted. <laughs> it, it didn't even have a H. The H fallen off. It just says oh. <laughs> it's oh. The H just slid down the screen and dropped off. Anyway, uh, how are we all doing? We, we wouldn't be British if we weren't complaining about the weather. It pisses it down. We complain about the pissing it down. We want the sun. The sun comes out. It's too hot. Let it piss it down again. Whichever one it is, we want the other one. And we kind of want a middle ground. We get like two days of middle ground somewhere spread across the course of the year. But anyway, how are we all doing? If you're in the chat, please do feel free to get involved. It's bang on 10 a.m. today uh, at, at 19 minutes to 12. Uh, so yeah, anyway, the reason I'm saying that is because if you don't know who we are, my name is Graham, this is Bib. We are ice cream and in true ice creamy fashion, this is the scoop. Sorry, my pad's blowing away. I'm keeping it still so it stays still nice. Anyway, um, we do go live on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. ish. Uh, it's it's a pretty busy part of the year. Usually we would go live. It would, it'd be about 10.30, 10.40-ish. Um <laughs> With Tuesdays usually the exception. Tuesday is the busy day. That's the way we do, where we've got a full day of work. We don't have afternoon streams or anything on a Tuesday. So Tuesday's the one where it could slip further, but it's super busy with us at the moment. So we appreciate everyone that does show up, even though we aren't going live until half eleven ish. So it's eleven forty two. So we're only just going live today. So we appreciate you going in. So yeah, we do go live at ten AM ish. The ish is because the start time fits in around the work. We work in the games industry. So we stream about the games industry when we do the scoop. Um, but you know, the real work that kind of has to come first. So we appreciate everyone that does does turn up in and around that. Anyway, we are here to give you our thoughts and our impressions on the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories in the world of video games on this, the scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. Even if we do say so ourselves. It doesn't look like it's ripped for me. It's it's I'm still live. Am I still live for everyone else? I think I'm I think I'm live. <laughs> it's not it's not notified me that I'm dead. Uh yeah, it looks good again now. You cut off, like your microphone cut off. My stream started to whir and then you came back again. Ah, Bibby just, just interrupted me. I was in full floor. I thought, I'm nailing this. Bibby's like, are you ripped? <laughs> I am ripped, I though. Thank, thanks, Bibby. Yeah, proper ripped. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a compliment. I get it. I get it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, we do go live on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads each and every single weekday at 10 a.m.-ish. So if you are in the chat, please do feel free to get involved in this, the UK's number one video game podcast. Even if we do say so ourselves, which is what I was just about to say then before Bibby asked me how ripped I was on and proper ripped is the answer to that question. Uh, we... We'll give you our thoughts and our impressions on those stories, but we want your thoughts and your impressions. And your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions, and it is important that you do that because, yes, we are live on Twitch. Yes, we do stream, but this stream gets turned into a podcast, a video podcast that goes on YouTube and an audio podcast that's on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and Google Play. So if you're in the chat, please do feel free to get involved because you can do that on behalf of everyone else that's watching and listening on demand a little bit later on. Just a couple of things to mention. Obviously, as we do each and every single weekday, uh, we remind you that we have a loop 
loot drop exclamation mark loot drop in the chat unless you're ads then you can type exclamation mark loot droop whatever you want whatever you want um exclamation mark loot drop that will just remind you that subscribers get prizes or potential prizes anyway one subscriber a month gets a prize if anyone has any suggestions for this month's prize please feel free to throw it out if there's any games releasing over the next couple of weeks uh then do let us know ideally it'd be a game that releases kind of around or before the first week of july so that whoever wins it doesn't have to sit around waiting for it for ages um if anybody if you'd like some more merch instead do let us know uh, and we will hook one person up with a loot drop prize next month as well as that uh well a couple of things um First of all, exclamation mark, uh, muscle moose. It's warm, it's stupidly hot outside, and uh, do you know, I had my first can of muscle moose for a, for, for a good while, actually. They're in my fridge here, so this is the tropical moose juice. Um, I had my first can on the weekend, and I forgot how refreshing it is. Anyway, um, that's not sales refreshing. That's me genuinely saying, I was like, oh, that's so nice. Um, All the buzzwords there. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't get paid to say this, by the way. They did provide us with a product for free, uh, but if you do want any refreshments, you'll get yourself 20% off, uh, 25% off, should I say, by using uh, that. There you go. Thanks, ads. Nice, nice. Use code ICECREAM25. Get yourself 25% off at musclemoose.co.uk. As well as that, uh, just to prove that we aren't like affiliated in that sort of sense, we don't get any kickbacks from Muscle Moose. Um, exclamation mark Wraith in the chat for Wraith Energy Drinks, uh, who did provide us with a PUBG kiss last week, uh, and we're super uh, thankful for that. So we just want to give them a little bit of shout-outs because you can win a case from those. Just because... Wraith... Uh, uh, Oh, caps on, but there you go. There's the link. Um, so, yeah, uh, Wraith and PUBG Europe both sent us a care package last week. So, yeah, if you want some cold drinks, bag yourself some Wraith or bag yourself some some moose juice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, let's scroll back up to the chat because chat has started to, to roll a bit. Good morning, West. How the devil are you, sir? Um, Ads was in nice and early. Hey, how you doing? Uh, boys wanted me to find the Wii in the shed. Managed to find a Mega Drive, so it might be Shadow of the Beast and FIFA 97 for the rest of the afternoon. Nice. Mm. Love the Mega Drive. Quality console. Nice. Nice. I mean, are, are you letting the lads play or is it just you? Have you just going to sit up in the shed with your uh, portable TV ex uh, extension lead that runs out to the shed that the family don't know exists? I'm just looking for it, lads. Dad, why does it sound like... Oh, look, in here is like like 16-bit audio. He's playing Altered Beast in there. <laughs> Uh, I mean, out of all the noises, I did the uh, fucking Super Mario theme tune on a Mega Drive because that's how that works. <laughs> I was trying to remember uh, the Sonic theme tune. What, what's, what's the Sonic Invincible? Yeah, okay, there's other theme tunes are available. But anyway, welcome to twitch.tv forward slash ice cream. Let's run through, uh, run through the news that we will be talking about today. So um, I actually started playing this last week because um i used to be a massive pokemon go fan i don't speak about it that much anymore because i don't really play it that much anymore but i for about four years played pokemon go each and every single day like without fail what going for a walk pokemon sat in the house pokemon wake up with the morning pokemon don't touch it that much anymore anyway pokemon go fest happened on the weekend and uh, me and danielle went in, into manchester for a stroll grabbed some coffees mooching around did raids and stuff anyway so it wasn't just us though as trainers caught 1.5 billion pokemon during last weekend's uh pokemon go fest event 1.5 billion different swipes and throws Plus, I mean, obviously, not everyone would have been caught first time, but that's that's ridiculous. 
so dead game. There you go. That's what happens when people when people tell you a game's dead. Turns out it's, it's probably not. This is what I say about yeah. PUBG, PUBG all the time. It's not. Just shut your mouth. Anyway, as well as that, Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and The Division merge in Ubisoft's six v six free to play FPS called X Defiant. We headlined with that yesterday. There was content that came out last night, so we have all of the updates for that as well uh, as an update coming to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which will keep Bibi happy. Seeing as he was up playing it to like two o'clock again this morning, you know. You know, needs must, needs must when it's hot outside. Stomp on people's faces like a Viking. Um, next up, uh, Facebook. Uh, now, Amazon definitely heard the feedback about New World's paid in-game boost. So we have some uh, some information about New World from Amazon. We'll give you that story. And then finally, we'll wrap things up by uh, specifically Mr. Asim Tanvir at Take-Two has been issuing takedowns for GTA mods. It's not really Asim Tanvir. It's nothing to do with it, by the way. But Take-Two has been issuing takedowns for GTA mods. We'll wrap, uh, round out the show with that. But Bib. Yes. Uh, You've actually been playing Pokemon Go recently. Did you catch any I Pokemon have. on the weekend? Uh, I caught a few. I didn't do any of the Pokefest stuff because I think our nearest one was Liverpool. Um, and yeah, there was no way I was going to spend like six hours outside with my ginger self. I would have just combusted. Uh, so I just did my usual, go to the Pokestops, go and catch a few Pokemon, get all my Pokeballs and just do stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I would like at one point to be able to go to a Pokefest now. Um, it's really weird, actually, because I, f- I started playing it. I t- in fact, I'll tell you what, this afterwards. But yes, I'm interested in playing Pokemon Go again. I am playing it. Well, that's funny you say that because it's almost like I was asking you to tee up the story, which you just did nicely. Sean Murray at the Gamer has the story, which says trainers caught 1.5 billion Pokemon during last weekend's Pokemon Go Fest. Pokemon Go Fest 2021 has ended with 1.5 billion more Pokemon in the hands of trainers. Okay, uh, so we've had that twice. We're probably going to repeat it again because sometimes the articles just do that. Let's just, let's just be what they do. Anyway, Pokemon Go Fest is over. But thanks to Niantic, we have some appropriately impressive statistics to share. The annual event, uh, which took play, uh, which this year took place, in 130 different countries and included in-person events in 20 different cities has ended with 1.5 billion fewer Pokemon roaming free in the wild because that's how many Pokemon were caught over the course of last weekend. Along with 1.5 billion Pokemon caught, trainers also spawned 900 million Pokestops and walked 125 million kilometers or 78 million miles if you're so inclined. Trainers fought in 23 million raid battles uh, after the day one concert brought out uh, Meloetta and day two brought out Hooper, who decided it would be a great time to bring out many millions of legendary Pokemon for trainers to fight in raid battles. Niantic even live-streamed the Together We Raid event, which included a bunch of giant eggs that displayed what legendary was currently available in raids. They also doubled as giant gyms, where everyone who was taking part in Pokemon Go Fest's in-person events could join. Pokemon Go Fest might be over, but the celebrations for Pokemon's 25th anniversary aren't stopping yet. Mabel's latest music uh, music video for Take It Home has her play hide and seek with a Jigglepuff while Pikachu looks on in abject amazement. Nice. Uh, not so much the music video stuff catching my attention, but Pokemon Go Fest uh, took place on the weekend. Is anyone still playing Pokemon Go? What, what are you guys thinking? Uh, did you play it on the weekend? Did you catch 1.5 billion Pokemon? Is this surprising to you, uh, to you guys to hear? A couple of things. I mean... Does anyone remember the first Pokemon Go Fest and how it was an absolute travesty where nothing worked, people couldn't get online? Then Pokemon kind of ended. It didn't. It didn't end. But obviously people stopped playing it. The fad disappears and people assume that it's it's over and done with. So the fact that 1.5 billion people played a game at a festival that wasn't successful in its first iteration, the game had has effectively ended, air quotes, since then, and we're at the arse end of a, a pandemic. 
is it surprising that 1.5 billion Pokemon caught, 78 million miles were walked? What are your thoughts, Pip? It, it genuinely is. I, I I honestly can't tell you why I've ended up playing this game again. I don't know whether or not it's because in the back of my mind, I know it's summer and I'm going to be going out more and rather than just aimlessly walking about, I'm doing something at the same time. Like I've got a goal. Like I'm, I'm walking with a phone. It vibrates. There's a Pokemon there. I haven't got that Pokemon. That's an incentive. But the way I play Pokemon games is a little bit different to everyone else, especially with this, because my completion isn't just getting all the badges and stuff like that and putting Pokemon in these arenas and doing all the raids. It's literally to fill my Pokedex. If I fill my Pokedex, that for me is the end of the game. And that's my ultimate goal on this. Like the battling stuff is nice if I'm around the area, but like the remote raiding and stuff like that, it doesn't really interest me. Catching a legendary Pokemon. If it's a legendary Pokemon of what I've already got, then that's not, that's not an incentive. But yeah, it's, I don't know why I started playing this game again, but I'm glad that I have because I'm having so much fun. This game that I'm playing now compared to what I played 2016, did it come out? It's a completely different game. Like There's so many. I, I texted you over the weekend because I've started to tick off a load of the quest stuff. And I'm just hoping that when I finish the quest stuff, that there's still more stuff to come because I think if there wasn't any quest stuff there, it would bore me. And that's what bored me in the first place because that wasn't there there was no incentive it would just walk around catch pokemon it would drain your battery faster than anything i have ever experienced in my life faster than a sega game gear and that is saying <laughs> something um so i'm glad that we're at a point now where the game is actually more than playable but yes it does surprise me that there's 1.5 billion pokemon that have been caught over the weekend because i with the mentality that i have now i cannot be the only one that has started to play this game again if this was still the original people who was playing it from four five years ago amazing but i cannot see those that that player base that would have dwindled so much still holding it i reckon more people would have come back to the game or new people have found the game and started again so yeah i'm glad that that many people have been taking part in pokemon go fest because it means that there's more of an incentive for niantic to put more quests in give us more to do that's it it's a live service game at the end of the day so it needs the content and the content is there now I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm never surprised by. Well, I'm not usually surprised by how influential Pokemon Go can be. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised by the fact that most people think, oh, it's, you're still playing it, oh, it's dead, kind of thing. Uh, other than, um, I mean, to be fair, say other than, I mean, I'd, me and Danielle would still, will still log on semi sporadically, kind of thing. Um, we're still in a WhatsApp group uh, from our local area, so when we were doing raids. Um, couple of years ago two or three years ago probably more like three or four actually because obviously we've been in lockdown for a year and a half so something like that anyway we we were doing raids and a couple of raids we saw the same sort of people so we started talking to them and it's like i've actually created a whatsapp if you want to jump in a group kind of things just so that we can organize raids together it's like yeah yeah anyway there's like 30 odd people in that so we don't really use that group much anymore but we're still in it for when we want to play the game so i know that there's still people playing the game but most people that I would speak to about the game has dropped off. To be fair, the person I speak to po about Pokemon Go the most is Bateson. I'll drop into Bateson's stream, and whilst loading up into FIFA, playing his drafts or whatever, he'll be doing a raid at the same time. And he's, he keeps yeah. saying, if you ever want any remote invites, let me know. I'll bring you in. I'll get you some Pokemon. We can get some Pokemon. So, so beyond that, I knew it was still very, very inf influential. It had basically lost the, the mainstream. So, uh, not the mainstream. The... the, the the fad crowd. I'll stick with. I'll stick with the word fad. So obviously, it's it's hardcore. It's it's 
regular users are still there and there are millions of them. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that it's so big in that sort of sense, but it does surprise me that 1.5 billion Pokemon is a ridiculous amount. Uh, the amount, 1.5 billion times someone's gone, whoop, to, to lob a, oh, he's not, he's not dipped back out. You're a 10 CP rat. Get in the fucking ball. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 nice to see. And do you know what? Do you know what? After after 18 months of being locked indoors and stuff, it's nice to see that we can, we've got some semblance of that Pokemon Go summer where people were legging it down the streets because there's a Squirtle yeah. down there. Quick, Squirtle. You'd get people just stood in parks going, "Oh my God, there's a Charmander!" And people would just go running, and there's there's not there, <laughs> not even in the cave. And look at oh, it must have timed out. Oh, of course it has. Yeah, dickhead, dickhead. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's nice to see the magic the Pokemon has. So Pokemon Go Fest took place on the weekend. 1.5 billion Pokemon were caught. Um, 900 million Pokemon stops, uh, Pokestops were spun and 78 million miles walked. If that was one of you guys, GG's, that was definitely us. We went to, Poke uh, to Manchester City Centre, did a few raids. It was good. It was nice. It's nice to have Pokemon back in my life. But uh, let's move on. We've got something that's it's, it's not so much a, a revival. Uh, don't call it a comeback because, well, it was never here before. Um, but this is fresh. Pokemon may have had a bit of a revival. This stuff, though, is completely first time. Although, I'll tell you, they say that. It was a bit of a revival. We spoke about it just yesterday. Uh, so we'll bring it back, at least for us, on the show. The first time we can speak about it, its actual name, though, Matt Wales at Eurogamer has this article that says, Splinter Cell Ghost Recon and The Division merge in Ubisoft's 6v6 free-to-play FPS X. Deviant PC tests start next month. So Ubisoft has unveiled its previously teased uh, new Tom Clancy game, which we did talk about yesterday as a headline story on the show, revealing it to be X Defiant, a 6v6 free-to-play first-person shooter that, just as League suggested, mashes up factions from Ghost Recon, The Division, and Splinter Cell. Interesting. Let me just stop for just a second. The title starts with the words Splinter Cell, and the first paragraph ends with the words Splinter Cell, but still, we don't have a Splinter Cell game. This is amazing. Anyway, in its announcement video, Ubisoft calls X Defiant a, quote, high-octane arena shooter, well, end quote, uh, arena shooter playable solo or with friends that features, quote, an irreverent and rebellious take on the normally serious Clancy vibe alongside realistic gunplay and personalised classes in the form of factions. I'm just going to stop with the quotes because they've just pulled the quotes to bits rather than quoting them ad nauseum. Anyway, each faction is said to offer its own game gameplay and team dynamics as well as unique passive traits ultras and abilities that will change the uh, change the moment to moment gameplay let me hit play on the trailer i'll mute it um players will be able to mix and match any faction loadout and weapon ubisoft promises an arsenal of authentic weapons and attachments and these can all be switched at will during a respawn initially x defiant will feature four factions inspired by maverick groups from across ubisoft's tom clancy games ghost recon's wolves for instance are a tank style class with access to high health and shield based abilities while splinter cells echelon are a support style class all about hiding information from the energy uh, enemy and giving more to teammates as for the division it's represented by two factions the cleaners are a fire-based high dps assault class while the outclass uh, outcasts are the healer class all factions include a number of different selectable characters known as Defiance, each with their own set of skins uh, that players can use to customise their appearance. Ubisoft says it will continue to add new Defiance factions, abilities, maps, modes, and more as the game evolves. X Defiant, which is being uh, 
led by Ubisoft's San Francisco studio, is still in uh, early in development, but interested parties can sign up now to participate in the game's early rollout phases. These cloud tests, uh, closed tests will begin for PC players in US and Canada on the 5th of August and will initially feature 10 maps, seven standard arena maps supporting three different modes, Domination, Ringleader and Upload, and three linear maps playable in either Escort and Zone Control modes. Eventually, X-Defiant will be available on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PC, Amazon Luna, uh, Luna and Stadia with full crossplay expected at launch. Let me just give that a little bit of a high five. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PC, Amazon Luna and Stadia fully crossplayed. Nice. GG's, boys. Everything but the Switch there, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Didn't say Samsung fridge, but we'll we'll leave that off for now. It's fine. Yeah. Um so there you go, X Defiant, Ubisoft's new 6v6 game. This is what we spoke about yesterday. We do have more details today. Bib, what are your thoughts? Well, this isn't a brag, and this isn't us just saying we kind of called this, but everything that we mentioned here that has got mentioned in this is pretty much what we managed to pull out yesterday. I mean, it wasn't. it's not as if we're fucking Sherlock Holmes and we've dug deep and... No, find exactly what it, it is going it to really be. Is. It really is. The, the kind of the writing was already on the wall before we said it. So anyone who has half a brain cell and knows <laughs> these kind of video games will put would have put two and two together anyway. But like, there isn't much here that we didn't already speak about yesterday. It's just they've kind of given us more details about the class system. The class system is highly irrelevant. It's the fact that it's another six v six free to play video game. Is this interesting enough? Because I can't see this being great for them. And as much as I, I do love a Ubisoft game, I just don't think this is it. Right, they've not read the room. The re <laughs> they've not read the room for about six years. And they are getting to a better place with some of the video games like Assassin's Creed, which we'll come on to a bit. But it, you can't keep on saying Splinter Cell and expect people to not give you shit about not bringing out a Splinter Cell. And that's their biggest problem at this moment in time. They aren't reading the room. I think if they was to bring a Splinter Cell out, they would make a lot of money. This is a free-to-play game to try and get money. It's whether or not it actually gets out. Because I don't know anyone who's still playing Hyperscape at the moment. That 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 player base must be so low. And I can't see that game being around in the next 12 months. Is this going to last just as long as that? Because it feels like they're wasting their time. It's a shame. But we'll see. Only time will tell. I don't think we need another free-to-play 6v6 game in the market, put it that way. It's, it's, Especially when they're competing against their own 6v6 with Siege. It doesn't make sense. It's just so bizarre, though, that, that you can just see from a mile away someone has a good idea and then everyone else runs at it. Like, I want some of that for the land grab. I mean, this. I'm not saying this... this doesn't interest me at all. Oh, I'm, let, me, let me hit play on the trailer again, just so that we can keep it on, on the screen while, while we're talking. So this is the trailer. There is obviously bits with Ubisoft employees and stuff doing the voiceover and bits to camera. There is gameplay slotted in and amongst it. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. Okay, nice gun physics, pretty maps. That looks a little bit Black ops -y. Um Flamethrower-y kind of stuff. Yeah, okay, nice, fine. No, no issues with any of that sort of stuff. But, but okay, let's have a free-to-play... Um, yeah, forget the 6v6, but let's have a free-to-play. What's the word I'm looking for? Hello, beautiful people. How are y'all doing this hot day? Fire. <laughs> Hello, beautiful people. How are y'all doing this hot day? Fire. Pirates! Thank you very much for 21 months. What a guy. Morning, Shagger. I love you. 
I love you. Uh, Malf, Reggie, you, Reggie, you, Reggie, ooh. Yeah, anyway, good morning. Uh, afternoon, even. Welcome in, welcome in. Um, so, yeah, X Divine, it doesn't look bad, is what I'm saying. It looks like it just it's just another shooter. That's the word I was looking for. Shooter is, shooter is a good enough word. Um, so, okay, let's have a free-to-play shooter that comes out of nowhere. Apex Legends. Okay, let's have a free-to-play shooter that um, wants to offer you some sort of spin on a new... Like, not not a new world, but a new take on worlds that exist. What, like, X Defiant is doing across... Okay, so, so just like Apex Legends did then, when they built it in the Titanfall universe. Okay, so that's the same again. Um, okay, we want this to be a free-to-play uh, game that people can jump in, compete against each other. Uh, we'll probably have some, some in-game transactions and battle passes sort of stuff. So just like Apex Legends then. So that, that just thinks of that to me. Yeah, absolutely nailed Apex Legends, Re regardless of where the game is now or has been or whether you've played it or you've stopped playing playing it on whatever, Apex Legends was an absolute case study. Uh, to make a game of that size, to have content creators like Dr. Disrespect and Shroud and Tim the Tatman and uh, Ninja and everyone else, whoever, who was involved in the launch of um, Apex Legends, to get them involved and still not even have any hint that EA were about to announce Apex Legends. Uh that's what they've tried to capture, that bring this out of nowhere, apart from the fact that it's been teased and shared already. They've not got as big content creators, and it's not something brand new. Uh, Apex Legends did all of that at, at a good point in the Battle Royale arc. This is just kind of... It's, it's not. It's kind of... It's an amalgamation across all of that stuff. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... Um, What's the game we've just been talking about? Uh, uh, the Ubisoft one. one got? Uh, Hyperscape. Hyperscape. So it reminds me of Hyperscape and Outriders. Two games that are not bad. Neither of them are bad. But what do they add? It's not bad. It's what do you add? Uh, and that's, that's like, are you giving me something better than I can get elsewhere? This looks really good. But from what I've seen so far in this, I'm not sure. I could see this yeah. being a, ooh, that's, that's decent. But I'll, I'll play this, thanks. Uh, and that's what I, I can see it being one of those. I don't think it's shit. I don't think it's bad, but I'm going to stick to what I've got already. Cheers. Uh, yeah. so. I do like the fact that it's going to be free to play, though. Like, it'll give everyone the incentive to be able to go in and try it. Like, I saw yesterday that Anthem was still £70 on Xbox. Like, if you go to the store, Anthem is still £70. I cannot imagine anyone still playing that game. So they've removed the barrier of entry for this in a market that's already crowded, which is fantastic because it'll give you the incentive to at least try it, install it and try it. If it's not for you, you can uninstall it and then move on. But I just genuinely can't see this lasting longer than 18 months, unless it does something so different that they're not talking about yet. I'll be very interested to see what the playtests come out with. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of class-based games. I know I know a lot of people really, really like them, um, operators and things like that. Um and I don't mind I don't mind operators in games like Siege and stuff like that, which I know what this is obviously six v six and that's kind of what it's wanted, wanted to go to. But um I don't know what the wolves are from Ghost Recon. Um I can't remember what Echelon is is what, what like from Splinter Cell. It's been that long since I've played Splinter Cell. I can't remember any of the, the finer details about it. I just remember the stealth and and the dark with the green dots. Okay, that's Splinter Cell. That's kind of where my memory stops with that now. Uh, okay, so we've got that. And then we've got The Division, which I never got into. 
So the fact that there's a class called the cleaners, well, that's one I'm not choosing because it's a cleaner. If you've got, like, wolves and echelon, or do you want to be a cleaner? Well, I think I'll take a wolf, please. Thank you very much. Although the cleaner is the the uh, fire-based high DPS assault class, which is exactly the class that I would usually go for. So, great, now I'm a cleaner. Uh, or the outcasts, which are healers, which is absolutely where Bibby's going to be because Bibby, he loves a good healer class. Um it yeah. bas- basically picks me up when I get shot to shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, like, don't mind the classness in it. But I much prefer fully customizable loadouts uh, in a game. So that's kind of like, oh, okay, well, it's it's kind of, is it? I don't know. It kind of looked Rainbow Six, but then also looked a bit more like Overwatchy in terms of the maps and the shape of it and. I'm, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be too negative about it because I've not seen it. It just... It's very heavy. So we've got classes, and then uh, you've got different selectable defiance within your classes. Well, within the factions. The factions are um, those. And then then you've got different abilities, different maps and modes and, and so on. So there's, there's a lot in there. I just... I just I, the way it's described, I cannot... I can't take it in in a way that that makes me think this is exciting this is new this is something different it just sounds like like complex versions of things that already exist and and it's probably not complex it's probably no more complex than it is going into another game and choosing your classes and stuff there but when you're already used to names for classes and stuff and then you have to learn what a faction is and then you have to learn what a defiant is and and you're just like oh so you mean uh so so you're an outcast. What you mean is you're a medic, uh, or you're a cleaner. What you mean is you're an assault. And it's just, it's like when we spoke about Amazon's Crucible. It wasn't a bad game, uh, yeah. but it didn't really offer anything new. And what it did offer was they renamed everything that people already knew, so they didn't look like they were doing the same stuff. But it was just the same stuff, but with more confusing names. And that kind of feels like what this is for me at this point. So I won't put it in the same, the same box as crucible because uh, this definitely looks like more like something i would play um i don't know i'll wait and see the fact that it is available on ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series x and s plus pc and amazon luna and google stadia now that that is ubisoft that is where ubisoft succeeds yes the content and the storytelling hasn't been up to par with the rest of the industry for the last few years, arguably. Um, But one thing they absolutely do nail is that hardware inclusivity. Whether that's a chase for profits or not, whatever, it doesn't matter. If it is a chase for profits, it does mean that everyone gets included. So GG's on that front. Um, We will keep you posted, though. I mean, the game will be coming, um, starting with uh, American access to... Did it, did it class it as a build? Oh, no, an early rollout phase, not a beta. Yeah. That's what they called it. So uh, players in the US and Canada will get access to it in August. Obviously, we won't. But when it does come out after that for the UK, we will probably jump on at some point in that uh, in that sort of time frame. But no doubt we'll get more information before then. So X-Define is Ubisoft's new 6v6 game. PC tests do start next month, although not for us yet. But we'll keep you posted. Sticking with Ubisoft, though. One for Bib. We know he's, yes. he's a... Is a Viking at heart. Do you know what I'm going to take? Yes, I'm going to take all credit for this, by the way, because because uh, uh, Bibi has Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I gave his missus the nod pre-Christmas last year to get him that game. So you're welcome, Bib. You're welcome. 
Thank you. I appreciate your input. <laughs> I mean, I did ask you at work, what games would you get? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so blatantly obvious. <laughs> With the PlayStation 5 coming out soon, Bibi, if you wanted to play any game, what would it be? <laughs> well, Graham. <laughs> it was, although, to be fair, I mean, I'm taking the credit. It was like, well, Graham. The games that are available are these three. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, that's a good decision because I'd have probably chosen those only three available games as well. Anyway, Tom Ivan at VGC has this about an available game for the PS5. It's the next Assassin's Creed Valhalla title update looks set to introduce one-handed swords. I didn't even realise swords have hands, let alone one of them. <laughs> uh, Ubisoft teases the release of the heavily requested feature. Uh, the next Assassin's Creed Valhalla title update looks set to introduce one-handed swords to the game. The Ubisoft teased the arrival of the heavily requested feature in a tweet from the official Assassin's Creed account on Monday. The company previously discussed plans to add one-handed swords to Assassin's Creed Valhalla in June. Quote, we add in community requested tweaks and features too, uh, Ubisoft Montreal senior community developer Karen Lee said. For instance, we'll be adding one-handed swords in the coming weeks. Ubisoft said in late April that future Assassin's Creed Valhalla title updates would be released less frequently in a bid to improve their quality. The company said it was moving from a four-week to a five-week title update release cycle to allow for more thorough testing and refinement uh, following the release of some disappointing patches. Quote, our community is at the heart of everything we do and we always strive to provide you with great experiences Ubisoft wrote that said we recognise that some of our recent title updates may not have met your expectations or been up to our standards uh, Ubisoft Lee also said last month that Valhalla will receive a second year of expansions in 2022 GG's for the first time on an Assassin's Creed title we'll be supporting the game well into its second year she said Assassin's Creed Valhalla's first expansion Wrath of Druids launched in May its second expansion The Siege of Paris will be released this summer Ubisoft is reportedly working on Assassin's Creed Infinity, a massive online game that will evolve over time as a live service. So there you go. The next Assassin's Creed Valhalla update looks to introduce one-handed swords. So before we jump onto that specific detail, I mean, I just want to point out that's actually a pretty big nugget that's hidden towards the end of the article. The fact that Assassin's Creed has gone from being a series that you get in a new one every 12 months, whether you like it or not, and the chances are you're not going to like it, to a game that is now being supported post-release into its second year, which I love I love that sort of stuff, because the games look so good. The worlds are so potentially immersive and creative. I like to see them supplying more content for a longer period of time, rather than just enforcing the grind. But anyway... That's it from my perspective on the outside, baby. Obviously, you've been spending a lot of time playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Do you think you could you could do it one-handed, Bib? Yes, I can. <laughs> um, the thing that I like about this is that it was all it was. I was probably like seven or eight hours in, and I was like, "Can I only have an axe as one of me uh, as my secondary weapon?" Because obviously, you have a shield, and if you wanted a a sword or a mace or something like that you'd have to use it two-handed that's not how i like to play my games like when i play skyrim or play any of the elder scroll stuff i like to hand have sword um or a longer weapon uh and then a shield so i can block and then parry and then attack i didn't realize that that wasn't a thing i never looked it up or anything i just thought i just haven't unlocked it yet because you get abilities as you go along i thought maybe it's an unlockable i haven't looked at it but now obviously i know that it isn't actually a thing and they're going to be they're going to be sorting that out but like you said about the biggest thing out of this is the fact that they're going to be continuing to support this game into year two. Again, 
we'll get this on a t-shirt i've said this a million times i have never been a fan of assassin's creed i don't know why it just didn't resonate with me i thought it was boring it just wasn't my kind of game but the fact that this was nordic vikings i was like mm, do you know what kind of like this kind of like the vibe i'll definitely give it a go i've given it a go and i swear to god i can't put it down now i think this is probably one of my favorite games of maybe the last year and i'm all i'm only 20 hours into it so i've got a long way to go because i've only just well i moved over to england about 10 hours into it so obviously i was in norway i've now moved over to england i'm starting to raid these other camps around london and uh uh, whatever surrounding areas right? they're not actual real names like london spell l-u-n-d-u-n and then there's other areas that are, like wessex is part of it it's it's a bit bonkers but it's, anyway it's west essex um, yeah <laughs> but these they're not I, I don't know whether or not they're like 16th 17th century naming conventions for the areas down there i have no idea but anyway i'm making my charge around england um and i've heard that the expansions moved into italy as well as ireland and somewhere else so i'm only 20 hours into this game and i have got a long way to go the fact that there is going to be more countries opening up for me to go and take down so this could easily be a 200 hour game like i know spike's probably done 160 hours into this game like he can't put it down either i don't know whether or not they have looked at the sales figures of this and the critical reception of it and thought, you know what? People are enjoying this game more than the previous ones. This is the one that we need to support and this will be our test game for when we bring out this uh, live service Assassin's Creed game. Because I would I would love this game to be the live service Assassin's Creed game where we just continue to go into different areas of the world and try to take over the entire world. That would be absolutely amazing. I don't know whether or not it'd get a bit tedious, which is why they change it up so much with different time, uh, different eras. So, yeah. I haven't played that much of the other ones. So you obviously had Black Flag, Origins. I can't remember the other ones because I haven't played them. Um, but having this as Nordic Vikings, I don't know why it just resonated with me. And I think it is with everybody else, which is why they're supporting it for so long. Because I imagine if they didn't, they would have fucked it off by now and moved on to something completely different. I just reached over to my drawer and pulled out my sealed copy of Cyber... No, I haven't. I pulled out my copy of <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is not my copy. It's Luke's copy, although I've had it for about four years and I've never played it, uh, although it's supposed to be really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like it. I like it. I like it. I mean, let me just stop for a second and, and uh, jump back into Madge's comments. Actually, let me jump back through Madge's comments. Um, uh, let's jump back through them all. Ad says, if you catch 137 Pokemon, you've caught more than Ash Ketchup. <laughs> uh, Pokemon is not something I'm into a bit old for it. You're never too old, well, actually. That's Genuinely never too old. Not for Pokemon. Let's let's add the caveat. Uh, uh, X-Defiant, hmm, Ubisoft All-Stars, free-to-play FPS. Excuse me, any videos are actual screenshots? And then he says, mm, I'll probably pass on this. I mean, I understand. I understand. Uh, I could be the same. I will give it the benefit of the doubt. The fact that it's going to be free to play across multiple platforms, I'll, I'll give X Defiant a try. But just jumping into uh, Ubisoft now, uh, this is just ticking boxes for their move towards live service game systems. Combined with the serious issues that haven't been addressed, re their, inter uh, re their internal staff abuse allegations, I can't see myself playing anything from Ubisoft again. I mean... That's the thing, though. There's, there's, there's kind of a catch-22 in that sort of situation. If you turn your back on Ubisoft as an in, entire business, you're turning your back on those staff that want to make video games that have been shit on. So you're not just shitting on the, the people above them, you're shitting on them 
as well. I definitely, definitely agree that the fact that they haven't really addressed that allegation stuff, but that's over a year ago now. We don't want to talk about uh, the allegation stuff at E3 because we want to give it the time to do it properly. Okay, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You you, you play stuff from 2020? Fine. Okay, let's do it afterwards. And then they go back to the you play afterwards and don't do anything then, and they've not done anything since. So, yeah, I, I still feel that they should be held to task. I'm not against... Um, uh, investing in Ubisoft properties, though, because those Ubisoft properties are made by some of the most creative people in the industries that need to be high. Well, they don't need to be. They should be high fived, and, and 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 if we can get some enjoyment out of it, and they can get some enjoyment out of it, nice. But yeah, I completely agree that that enjoyment that they're getting out of it by doing their creative uh, artistry, um, then yeah, Ubisoft should be actually provide absolutely providing them an environment that does that. That's not toxic at the levels it has been they say that's not the case they say changes are being put into place but very very briefly not enough we don't have any information on how and the what's and what has been done and if all of the people that were in those situations we don't know where that sits so i completely agree with you on that that's at that front but putting all of that to the side because there's nothing we can do obviously to influence that situation other than still uh, call them out in terms of saying that we still want those updates just because we haven't had them doesn't mean that it's going to go away we definitely need those updates but i will give them uh the benefit of the doubt from the noises they have been making over the last couple of years don't get me wrong they're not flawless we've just seen x defiant mm. and we're talking about how it looks like ubisoft are just doing not even reinventing the wheel they're just going hey you've got a wheel we've got a wheel as well okay great <laughs> nice uh that's that's the that's a wheel great yeah okay let me let you carry on playing with my wheel that i've already got cheers mate uh so they're not they're not perfect they're still making stupid decisions um and they've made horrendous decisions over the last couple of years with with uh content with uh hyper scrap with um uh tom clancy wildlands or whatever it was ghostly wild that's the one i don't know they're all the same they're all the same word somehow. <laughs> same but different. Yeah. Uh, so they've made horrendous decisions. The fact that they are kind of learning those and they want to make a fully online Assassin's Creed game, which I think could potentially be wonderful. The Assassin's Creed world, I know we always, like, even yesterday we were mocking about, uh, Asim said, like, Assassin's Creed game is basically just climb off to a high point and jump off it. That's an Assassin's Creed game. Ta-da! And it is. But, but like, in doing that, the free-running sort of elements that you have to deploy to get up to those places usually are some of the most beautiful and most fun parts of games. One of the the single best thing about Spider-Man is is flying around the city on a web. Not the quality storytelling, not the great gameplay mechanics and stuff elsewhere, not the good missions. It's just how fun it feels and how good and responsive it feels to be able to fly through the city on a web. And a lot of the same thing in Assassin's Creed you get from doing the free running. If you just like turn around, stick an arrow in someone's head, throw an axe at someone else and then yeah. run up like three poles like you're in a Karate Kid film, uh, jump through a, a tree or whatever and end up landing on a bridge forward rolling and then arrowing someone else in the face, you're like, fuck yeah. So <laughs> it absolutely translates into an online environment. So the fact that they are looking to go into that proper live service rather than just giving you continued service that's a bit shit uh the fact that they're looking to properly go into live service i am quite excited about because okay we know what you've been trying to do realize the potential of it now so that could be good but also the fact that it's not just live service the fact that they are going okay we understand that our assassin's creed universes our characters our environments can offer so much more rather than just going there you go there's a game now let's start working on the next one so we can charge people for it again 
how about we develop those? And the fact that they're doing that for Valhalla is wonderful. That could just be a smoke screen, i.e. the next Assassin's Creed game is just going to be that continued service and we need to distract people whilst we do that. So the easiest way of doing it and the cheapest way of doing it is to to throw in some expansions to Valhalla. It could be that, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say it isn't. The fact that they're building on stories in, in wonderful words, uh, worlds is something that they haven't necessarily done. They've tried to do to a point, but but mm. like games like Watch Dogs uh, and pick pretty much any other Ubisoft title. After six months, who's still talking about them? Um, uh, but Valhalla came out, was it last December? And we're in... Uh, end of July and we're still talking about it now we're talking about the fact that the Siege of Paris content will be released this summer so Bibi's going to be stomping French people's faces into the floor in a, in a couple of weeks time so yeah uh, GG's There's a, I mean they've, they've done a good job with Valhalla for sure yeah. for sure absolutely for sure Every from the first trailer all the way through to it now this that's a game that I've been on, on board with Black Flag lost me a little bit when I saw all of the pirate ship stuff still want to play it though which is why it's in the draw um Whereas this has never lost my attention. It's, I've never, I've not played it because I'm, it's just, just, it's just who I am and what I do. But it's still, it's still got my attention. So yeah, yeah. GG's. I can absolutely recommend it. If I was to recommend one game at this moment in time that I am playing, it would absolutely be this. Absolutely. If you was to recommend a game that, let's say, hadn't come out yet, but maybe you got some early access keys to it, uh, what what game would that be, Bib? Uh I think probably New World, Graham. Oh, that's interesting, that, because it's almost like you knew exactly what I wanted you to say. <laughs> <laughs> As Robert Purchase sat Eurogamer says, Amazon definitely heard the feedback about New World's paid in-game boosts, but he's still eyeing paid quality of life improvements. Uh, so to give you a bit more information, Amazon New World creative director David Vefeli uh, has said the studio definitely heard the feedback from the community regarding potential paid in-game boosts. New World is the imminent MMO from Amazon. Actually, let me hit play on this. Uh, why, yikes, it's 29 minutes. Okay. Um, you're seeing the early bits of a game while I'm reading through. So New World is the imminent MMO from Amazon that's based around an Age of Discovery kind of idea. You're, you set sail for a magical island with a powerful magical secret and try to make a home there. Its key features are territory ownership and housing and player versus player warfare, in addition to large fantastical world uh, to a large fantastical world to battle with and explore. Fafeli was referring to the paid quality of life and experience boosters players found evidence of during New World's concluded alpha test these suggested you might be able to pay for things like rested experience which can help you level up faster as well as fast travel quote we recently made an announcement that there will be an in-game store that uses a premium currency that you can buy for real money for fairly began answering my question during a q a session after a recent play test of the game the focus for that will be cosmetic items that you can use to enhance the visuals of your character at this point someone whose name i didn't catch interjected to ask about the backlash uh, quote, we have definitely heard the name, uh, heard the feedback from players, Vefeli said. Our focus is we do not want this to be a pay-to-win experience. The emphasis is on cosmetics. That's all we'll be doing at launch. Then, he added, uh, we're listening to players. We believe there is room for quality of life improvements in this game without crossing in the pay-to-win territory. That is something we will not do. But we're going to be listening to players, making sure we are respecting them and not crossing that line. 
what kind of quality of life improvements, I asked. Uh, things like additional storage could be something we do. The Thaley said uh, the things we would do, we also want to be possible uh, in-game. In-game, there are ways to increase your storage, but, uh, but there are some people who may not have the time or want the commitment to do all those in-game ways. So there's just ways people who are less time available can keep up with players in certain aspects like that. The playtest cover, uh, covered the very beginning of the online game, which allowed us to play around with the uh, character creator and then take baby steps in what appeared to be a large and rich world. There were encouraging signs, uh, little things that set the game apart from other MMOs, which admittedly is very similar to at low level, include uh, very similar to at low level, included combat, which required you to actively attack, blodge, uh, Black, blodge, block and dodge, do both. Uh, like in an action game, there's a one-on-one uh, one -on -one boss encounter early on with phases and attack patterns, and it really felt similar to a single-player game. Another thing was the classless customization system in which you spend a variety of points to grow yourself in a variety of ways. There are level-up points you put into attributes broadly linked with playstyles, intelligence for magic, strength for melee, and so on. And there are weapon skill trees you explore with points earned for using those weapons. There's a regional kind of experience to spend on things like exploration skills and and I think there are crafting skill points too. Not only did it feel nice getting points fairly regularly from various different areas, it felt nice not to be locked into a class world and to be free to build something relatively undefined and unique. Um, uh, okay, you don't have to continue. Yeah. I, think you've, I think you've kind of... We've got the idea kind of thing. Just, just seeing if there was anything else that would have added uh, to the gist of it. But basically... New World, the MMO from Amazon that we have been covering uh, every time there's been more information uh, on it is coming and the devs uh, have been questioned, basically. Is it going to be paid to win? Is it going to be paid to progress? Are the people that sink money into the game going to be in a much better position than those who don't? Um, well, the Amazon guys have said they've definitely heard that and that is not going to be the case. Yes, there will be cosmetics and yes, there will potentially be options for people um, that don't want to do the grind but not necessarily paid to win. What are your thoughts, babe? Yeah, I mean, the the, the MMO that I speak about quite a lot is obviously the is ESO. Um, for me, that seems to be the perfect balance of everything. You can pay to, you can pay like £10 a month or £8 a month or whatever it was, and you get all of the expansions for free for as long as you're a subscriber. As long as you're a subscriber as well, you also get bigger bag storage so instead of everything being in one bag you can pay your membership will split your bags out so you'll have 100 slots for just general shit 100 slots for potions 100 slots for furniture and crafting materials and stuff like that so that's the benefit that they give you for being a subscriber to eso plus it isn't a pay-to-win formula over there you do get xp boosts and things like that as all party subscription but there isn't a way to actually buy new gear as far as i'm aware or i haven't come across it yet this is obviously going in that same direction as well the fact that you can pay to get new skins for your character very fortnite ish it doesn't add anything to your game it just makes you look how you want to potentially look that's all good all of the quality of life stuff that they've added to this is the reason why we have alphas and betas and all these other different versions of the game to come out before the game comes out you cannot you cannot slag anyone off for trying it out on the general public because they will find stuff that you will never be able to find because you are too close to the product. And that is exactly why they released these. And I'm so happy that they've done that. Um, we've got some codes now, so I'm going to be able to try this out. You said that you wanted to try this out as well. Um, have you ever played an MO before? No, MM no. 
<laughs> oh, M- so, N-O. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what you think of this because obviously I have a background in not every single MMO. I've played a few of them, but obviously he's yeah, played so every single MMO. Don't most. listen to him. He's played them all. <laughs> I like these types of games purely because you start from started from the bottom. Now you potentially want to be you're here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as Drake very never said. Um, <laughs> So I like the fact that you start with no experience points. You start at level one. You've got you're wearing no clothing. You have to go out and you have to craft all your clothing. You have to go out and you find these weapons. You have to craft these weapons. You have to go and do missions to get XP to increase a certain element of your skill tree, so you can play exactly how you want. Like you said before, I'm always tend to be a healer, so I go for um, healing skill trees so I can heal my raid partners or whatever it is. So yeah, all of the stuff, all the quality of life stuff that they put into this now makes me even more excited to try this game, and I genuinely cannot wait to get stuck into it. I mean, I, I am, I am, I am intrigued. I mean, I'm watching, I'm watching the gameplay trailer, so I'll, I'll bring the article back up. I say gameplay trailer, it's playthrough. I think it's the first thirty minutes of um, New World from um, Eurogamer's hands on with it. So I'm just currently watching some guy that's looks like he's basically in his pajamas. Uh, just running around, so it it it, it looks what's to about thirty minutes. You start to see a bit more of the combat and stuff. I mean, it looks it looks well made. It's definitely it's definitely got Amazon's budget. You can tell that from just looking at. It. This is on like a really low quality. I mean, three sixty p. Let's go ten eighty. Let's boost that up. This is where the stream will drop out now. Um, <laughs> so it it looks good. It definitely it definitely looks good. It looks it looks quality. I'm I'm, I'm excited to give this a go. Um, and some other guys can give this a go. Some of you guys in the chat potentially could give this a go too. If you are interested in trying out um, New World, then. Um, well, if you're in the scoop, let me just give you a little bit of a heads up. We have some codes. Um, I mean, what's the technical term? I don't have the emails. Oh, are we partners? Are we New World? What, what's what's the... F- yeah, so we've been accepted into the partnership pro- program, which is obviously something that we applied for when the game first came out, obviously because I love these types of games. So it's something that we, we applied for. We didn't get initially in the first wave, but we have now been accepted uh, to be uh, New World partners. So... Basically, that just means that we get the information first. We get keys to give away to our... F- it says family and friends on there, but obviously my family don't like these games. I imagine yours don't either, so we just S- give it to stream- our friends instead. S- stream family, yeah, the ASEU yeah. fam. Um. <laughs> um, so we don't have any NDAs. It is per- we're perfectly good to stream and play this however we want. Um, so yeah, that's that's essentially it. So if anyone does want any codes, then do feel free to check out uh, us out on Discord. Exclamation mark Discord in the chat will give you the link uh, to that. But we have um, three codes uh, that we will be uh, giving away in our Discord. We will probably put them in the loot drop, which is where we usually put that, although that is subscriber um, uh, lockdown. So we will we'll, we'll, we'll probably throw the question out first because we don't just want to make everything just subscriber only. Naturally, the people that do support the channel, we want to make sure we kind of um, look after those people first. So we'll, we'll, we'll ask the question in there um, and it may be a case of we'll do two in there, one in the other or whatever. We'll see how it goes. But exclamation mark Discord, the ICU Discord, that is where we'll give those codes away. So if you're interested in playing uh, New World, obviously for PC, we have some codes to give away. So, so get in the Discord. Yeah. Um, Madge says, um, on a plus side, they did bring Scott Pilgrim game back to life by acquiring the rights to publish it on PS4, etc. Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft, that is. That was cool. Yeah, so I mean, that's the thing. Them as a company um, and the games that they produce and stuff, it's it's the kind of the same sort of story as when, you fucking, when you've got a musician that gets 
sent down for fucking whatever offences and you're like all those songs that I used to like now I can't listen to I mean I, I, don't judge everything based on on s small parts of behaviour in that sort of sense I know that's kind of different because the same person does the songs but in Ubisoft because of some poisonous knobheads at the top you can't label every creative individual in that industry with that toxic overlord that is being shitting on that has been shitting on them so the fact that yeah still still enjoy um what you can from them just just yeah make sure you hold them to task where you can as well uh but onto new world mad says i love the cg trail for new world being an mmo type games has sadly tampered my excitement for it hope it's good though as i think many people are hyped for it yeah a lot of people a lot of people hype for it. it's looking good i mean they definitely definitely doing a better job at hyping up new world than they did crucible because crucible just kind of came out of nowhere it's oh shit it's here uh, and it's not anymore whereas new world they are they are building up to it much much better i do feel they could be doing better if i'm being honest um when you log on to twitch how many times do you see fly audible and travel the world yeah. <laughs> but how many times have you seen amazon new world uh, same company yeah. Audible is an Amazon company uh, advertising on Twitch. So, yeah, they may have marketing budget that they put in, probably massively cut down or whatever, but the same, this is a company. Give them, give them like one pence an impression or whatever. Um, not, 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 not one pence an impression even. And, and then go from there. That's where I think New World should be. Start spamming that everywhere and it'll, it will take off. I mean, Valorant did that. Twitch did that for Valorant. Learn from, learn from what you've done for other people and do it for yeah. yourself. Uh, just board says uh, very excited for new world because it's pushing that action combat uh like eso to make it friendlier to a wider audience absolutely and that's kind of what what it is for me as well so the bits that i was looking at then so whilst uh, i had it off stream i was looking at him fighting a zombie-ish sort of skeleton kind of thing um and then fast forward to the 13 minutes and it's roaming the world i can see bits that could potentially be farmed little crappy bits uh then now this bit on screen again fighting another one of these like white walkerish looking things it looks see now i'm seeing things that are looking kind of cool it's, it's a good quality environment i mean from in, in my mind mmos i'm still stuck in old school wow classic sort of stuff everything just yeah. looks a bit clunky and and so on and this doesn't yeah there is a little bit of mastering the patterns in terms of you have to wait for that to swipe and then jump back and jump forward and hit it, kind of stuff like that. Um, but it, it just it just looks it looks so much better than than where I have MMOs in mind. And I think part of that is because MMOs have progressed, but like you say, part of that is because they're making it a little bit friendlier to people that may not have given it a go, which 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 works, which works. It has my attention, and the fact that we have a free code for it obviously definitely helps with getting my attention. So, <laughs> so GG's Amazon, nice. Um, I think they wait until they're confirmed for release uh, due to three quarters uh, release delays. Uh, three, three or four released. I thought that's three quarters. I got it. Uh, release delays this year. They also have to deal with non MMO players and MMO vets as there's a real big market imbalance. That's uh the advertising issue yeah i mean there is uh, it's, but that's kind of the thing you have to you have to cross the gap uh, so that's kind of valorant is the good example there because if you look at people that have played cs forever they are the um like the mmo veterans they're the, the cs go veterans that's the 6v6 um sort of players uh that have played uh, I mean, I want to use the word "search and destroy." Is, is that is that a good phrase for CS:GO, or is that too generic? I don't. I've never really classified CS:GO in that sort of sense. Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll use it. You know what I mean. Um, so let's say CS:GO is search and destroy. Valorant had to um, get that team-based search and destroy sort of um, mechanic 
and put that into a game whilst also pulling in the ults and powers from Overwatch, getting those two long-term audiences and putting them into something entirely new while speaking to a brand new audience. And Twitch played a big part in nailing that for them. Um, and obviously this is a game made by Amazon who owns Twitch. So you kind of feel that they'd have to, they have the tools to nail it for themselves. It's just whether they actually do it. They didn't do it for Crucible. Let's hope they do it for this. Um, Mr. T says this game looks like a whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no. Oh, where to... Okay, you get the idea. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. DMC aid. Nice. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's, 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 it's a compliment where I come from. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe it's because I was a wrestling fan in the 90s, but when I heard, hear New World, I expect it to follow by order. New, 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 new World Order. Fucking absolute classic WCW days. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move ahead. Or, or, no, that's not the end of it. That's not the end of it. I thought it was the end of it, but it's not. Just in time, Mr. T is here as we speak to him about <laughs> him personally issuing takedowns because he is the overlord at takedowns. No, it's nothing to do with Mr. T. Uh, but uh, this is the next story. Take Two has been issuing takedowns for GTA mods. This is written by Jodie McGregor at PC Gamer, and it says Vice, Cry, and GTA Underground are among the other popular mods taken offline. Uh, earlier this year, Rockstar's parent company, Take Two Interactive, played takedown whack-a-mole with reverse-engineered versions of Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. The publisher has apparently gone further in last week or so, issuing DMC takedown notices for GTA 5 map mods like Vice City Overhaul as well as multiple popular mods for earlier games in the series. GTA Liberty City was a total conversion that brought the setting of GTA 3 into Vice City's engine and was first released in 2005. It's no longer available on ModDB. Vice Cry which replaced Vice City's textures and models with higher resolution versions is also gone. So is GTA Underground which combined the maps of not just GTA 3 Vice City and San Andreas but those of other Rockstar games Bully, Manhunt and excuse me, Manhunt 2, then added Gang Warfare. So, are the mods converting San Andreas into ports of console exclusives, Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories? Uh, actually, so are the mods... Oh, there we go. I, I, I thought that was like a, a question, but it's not. Okay, start that again. So are the mods cover, uh, converting San Andreas into ports of console exclusives, Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories? And that's not all. The thread on GTA forums has been cataloging the removals, as well as noting that Rock's... Star's statement on single-player mods, initially made during the back-and-forth over modding tool OpenIV in 2017, and which many modders have been assuming will protect their work, was quietly updated in 2019. It now notes that it does not apply to either the use or importation of IP, including other Rockstar IP, in the project, or making new game stories, missions, or maps. Neither of these clauses was in the original version of Rockstar's statement, which has been excluded from the Wayback Machine, but can still be read in our new story from the time. As for why Take-Two has decided to go after these mods now, one of which is worth saying again is 16 years old, the internet is currently split between two theories. One is that because they're seen as competition for hypothetical remastered reversion, uh, versions of GTA 3 by City and San Andreas, and two, that is connected to recent rumours about GTA 6. Hmm. Bib. Hmm. Uh... You've been playing a bit of Vice City recently, so obviously this one is very, very relevant for you. Take two issuing takedowns for GTA mods. What are your thoughts? Well, as Asim said, it's my fault for streaming it. I've obviously <laughs> made it so popular that it needs to be taken down. But no, in all seriousness, I, th I think it may be the second 
uh, theory that they may potentially be wanting to remaster it and they are doing what Capcom did with Resident Evil 2 and what Dama and with Dama like Invader Studios wanted to make a Resident Evil 2 remake in Unreal Engine instead got a cease and desist brought over to Capcom to have a look at what they was they were doing and then in fact in, inspired them to create Dama this could be uh, this could be that but in a bigger scale what does this mean for the likes of 5M and what's the other one called that we ended up playing on? It was another GTA RP server as well. I can't remember what it was called. But like these two things are massive in like, GTA. Yeah, there's tons. New Day, No Pixel, New and Pixel. That's it. No Pixel. What does it mean for those? Are they going to be next in line to be taken down? Interesting. It is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my initial instinct was RP is a little bit different because RP is is all about pr- using the game to portray your story, your additional content. So it's it's kind of more fair use in that sort of sense. But then again, I don't know. I mean, it's still still it's still like where was the wording things? Uh, kind of half. I don't really take wording in when I'm reading it out loud. Uh, uh, so it now notes that it does not apply to either the use or importation of other IP, uh, IP, including other Rockstar IP in the project, or making new game stories or missions or maps. So, I mean, is RP? It's not making new game stories, missions or maps, but it kind of is. The story that you're building on top of it, you're making new story content, but using that as a basis. So within that, really, RP is still potentially at risk there. Um which is it's it's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, this this is possibly the most difficult story for me in terms of where I sit on this, because do I want GTA remastered? Yes. Do I want communities to mod stuff? Yes. Um, is that because I'm an entitled gamer? Yes, <laughs> uh, a little bit. But I, I so for those that don't know, my background into the games industry came through Pez modding. Not that I was a modder, but I was introduced into the uh, the the business side of the industry by going in through a modding route, chasing option files for Pez, uh, and then promoting option files and so on. Community made products. So naturally, my leaning is towards community creating content for each other and sharing it for the better good. That's where it comes from. I'm not daft in the fact that, yes, whilst there are shitloads of community mods uh, and community modders out there putting that time and effort and stuff into making people's lives better, there are other people out there hoovering up their work, repackaging it and making money off of that, which is just ripping off the company at the top. Um, So there's that side of things. But then there's the other thing of, okay, these mods and stuff that I came into the industry on, were filling a hole that the company was never going to plug or couldn't plug. Let's put it that way. I mean, it's still still illegal. Basically, if you, if I wanted the Premier League option files, um, that's because you can't get them. That's because they don't exist in PES because FIFA have spent money. So me getting those, whilst it's not defrauding Konami, it's still defrauding someone else. It's defrauding FIFA yeah. of that exclusivity. So it's still illegal. So whilst I, I love the idea of modding and I love the idea that people can can have all of the, the maps thrown into one thing, fully upscaled, HD textures and, and, and stuff. When you, When you break down into it and you peel it apart and you look at it, like the grey areas suddenly become a little bit more black and white in the fact that it's it is not allowed, and that that's where the modding industries will probably evolve over the next ten twenty years, maybe um, to have either become much much more policed 
or become much more or accepted. It could go either way. Either brands will realise that modding is a huge tool for... Um, I say will realise, uh, most brands will be fully aware that modding can be a huge tool for promotion and success for their brands. It's not that they, they aren't aware of that. It's just the fact that we haven't... We're not in a situation where the laws that are in place allow for modders to do their thing and allow for businesses to do their thing in a way where they can work in equilibrium. Mm -hmm. They are genuinely at loggerheads. So the fact that modding exists for some games is because a game has been made to factor that in. A game that's not been made to factor that in, a single-player slash multiplayer online story game like GTA, having modding um, is a byproduct of that game's success. It was never meant to be there. So trying to get those to work together can be massively counterintuitive. So we need to get to a situation where either the laws change that make it so easy for brands to give specific powers to specific modders and work within specific realms, or it just goes the other way and goes, nope, modding's not not available. I think modding will become more acceptable and more um, inclusive, and, and games industries will, will find ways to include it more so that modders can put more in and get more out for their time. But yeah, it's 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 still still there. Have you heard about I have heard about that person. Bibby found out about that person last week. Yeah. I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. I had no idea what the fuck it was as well. I got caught all that Have I heard about Lou Sasso? I mean, I know Lou Sasso, but I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> Is this like is this like the new uh, D's nuts kind of thing? Yeah, that's going around in people's chats. Ligma, <laughs> yeah, Ligma, that was it. Yeah, have you, have you heard about the new convention for 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 trade and industry tools? Yeah, literally just called uh, like for saws and things. It's called Sawcon, Sawcon, Sawcon D's nuts. Ah! <laughs> yeah, GGs. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Good afternoon, Ginger. How's things, dude? Um, uh, where did we get to? This brings up a really good point with Twitch being the new biggest marketing platform. Twitch can make or break games nowadays. Among Us, Valorant, absolutely. Twitch can 100% make or break. I mean, we're talking about GTA now. Obviously, that was from the last article. Um, but we're talking about Twitch can make or break mods. RP is massively successful because of things like Twitch. If people weren't there to be able to see that, it would probably still be acceptable, but it would be... Like, I mean, RP has been around forever. GTA is just a digital form of that. You'll find people that will do RP weekends, be it medieval-themed or whatever, mm. um, but it was always quite a niche thing. It wasn't something that people would go and spectate. Twitch has allowed that to, to boom, so, yeah, Twitch can make or break things just like that, just like uh, uh, Take-Two can. Um, no pixel is huge on Twitch for the RP. will be a huge blow to content creators if it's taken away. Absolutely massive. And I think I don't think that will happen. I don't think that will happen. I think they are making moves in certain spaces. And as long as RP stays within the confines of accentuating GTA rather than trying to build on and improve, then I think we'll be okay with that. Because I think I think Take-Two will be understanding how influential RP is, has been for the success of their brand long-term. And I don't think they will want to squash that. But if, if you start getting... Like, if no pixel got, okay, well, we don't really like the textures. They're only 4K. We've made 8K textures. So if you watch a tw uh, Twitch streamer now, we'll have windows that fully ref uh, reflect and we've got ray tracing and this, that, and the other. Then at that point, it'll be a case of, okay, people aren't actually buying our game anymore because they're downloading dodgy versions from your servers and stuff. So you're taking money away from yeah. us rather than just promoting. At that point, they'll squash it. But yeah, uh, I, I don't think... Take-Two are, are not stupid people. Um, 
they they understand that community mods and stuff absolutely definitely feed in to the whole package but obviously there are there is points there's and and you can only bend so far before it breaks so sometimes they've got to stop it before it does break kind of thing um I think GTA Online is okay to mod, but not all the GTAs in Rockstar's eyes. I, kind of. GTA Online is okay as long as it's, like I say, if you're not improving it, making it better and selling something that they're not, that they maybe want to sell in future. That's the issue with the older GTAs. People are trying to make those better so that people can buy them, which takes away potential future revenue. And that's that's kind of where the issue is. It's about, it's about are you making money off it? right now that's a no-no and are you stopping them making money off off of it in the future that's also a no-no if you are doing something that has no potential impact on loss of revenue but complements the stream then usually it's a case of all right and we'll pretend that we can't see it usually um uh do you like candies I'm trying to figure out what that is <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, people uh, would rp in quake world back in the day give people the tools and they will mod the shit out of it absolutely yeah i mean the game i play from is all a mod PUBG uh, uh, pub g is uh, came came from mod world so i'm on i'm on bottom mods why not make a mod uh official uh, candy's nuts fit in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> ggs i've never heard that one <laughs> um why not make a mod official? I mean, there's there's different there's all sorts of things there as well. Because if you make a mod official, there's a couple of uh, factors off that spring off from that. Do other modders then suddenly start upping their game so that they can be seen as official? Whereas you might not really want that. Do, do you suddenly get an influx of mods to the point where you need to d divert more resources and stuff to it? If a mod does become official, do you have to pay for them? Because they're using your your materials. If you took your materials away, they wouldn't have anything to begin with. So there's all of that sort of stuff. I mean, in reality, you've got people like Player Unknown who was paid for his time and his experience and 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 um, what he brought to the table. You don't tend to get that a lot though, because you open up a can of worms. A lot of it is positive, but a lot of it is negative as well. Which there's there's knock on effects. As soon as you make someone a martyr, I suppose, not not really the right word. An example, that's probably a better one. As soon as you make someone an example, people want to emulate that example, but that doesn't necessarily mm. mean that just because someone's done it, everyone else could or should, or it take to indeed would want people to try and emulate that example. So, yeah, it's difficult, it's difficult. Uh, but we'll call it we'll call it a day. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us for another episode of The Scooper. Just a reminder that it is Tuesday, so we do not have any afternoon streams today because we got stuff to do. Um, but appreciate you all sticking around. Uh, Pirate, thank you very much for the sub this morning, dude. Appreciate that. 21 whole months. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, what we are going to do, though, is we're going to drop a raid on someone else to pass on the love. So if anyone has any suggestions, feel free to drop it in the chat. If not, we will pick one of our friends and we'll drop some love there. Um, and then we'll be back tomorrow with the next episode of The Scoop. Uh, before all of that, though, Mr. Beeb, is there anything you'd like to yes. add? Yes, again, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of The Scoop today. We very much appreciate it. But if you want to help shape our show tomorrow, there is two things, two ways that you can do that. First of all, find us on social media. It's at Ice Cream Mutlers across all major social media platforms or get involved with our Discord. All the links that you require if you're watching this, any of our on-demand services will be in the description below. But all we need from you is a URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow? It's the grand day. That's will be at 10 a.m. ish. Yeah, we do go live at 10 a.m. ish. 
on Twitch each and every single weekday. Um, there's a big ish at the moment because we're busy as fuck. So we work in the video games industry, which is why The Scoop is a video game podcast because it's, it's stuff that we're interested in, stuff that we work on. But the work stuff does come first. So we we are fluid with the start times of The Scoop. Sometimes it's close to 10, sometimes it's close to not 10. <laughs> is the best way of putting that. Uh, so yeah, do, do feel free to come back at 10 a.m. ish tomorrow for the next episode of The Scoop. In the meantime, though, stick around as we raid a friend of the channel. We'll find someone to drop a raid on and... And if you stick along with the raid, a couple of benefits. You get channel points, which you can spend on this channel. Stick around for long enough, you can buy yourself a free sub. If you don't have the money to do that, we got you. Um, also, uh, dropping in someone's raid is wonderful. No matter how many people, no matter how, the size of the channel, getting a raid just makes you feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside. So stick along for the raid and make someone's day. As for your day, have a good one. And we will see you tomorrow for the next episode of The Scoop. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.